0: You're listening to Brandon Butter, a straight-talking, occasionally-in-your-face, no-BS, branding podcast for modern marketers and business owners. Here for those who want to understand the influence and power of branding and how pairing association, consumer behavior, and design thinking can impact what people see, think, and feel. I'm your host, Tara Ladd, the sometimes funny, sometimes vulnerable, and often unapologetically blunt founder and creative director of brand and design agency, your one and only. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of Brand and Butter. I actually want to dive into what your business is serving you and how your brand strategy answers that. So to rewind, we have so many people that come to us ready to either scale up or begin a new facet of their business. Generally some kind of like branded architecture where they're starting a sub-brand Mostly, people that want to work with us are looking to, you know, move to that next level, which is awesome. The biggest dilemma that we see in this space is that people are starting brands without actually understanding the nuance of what a brand is. And now if you want that full scope, uh, you can go back to one of the episodes that I did at the beginning, uh, where we speak about what is a brand anyway. But in this episode, what I really want to touch on is understanding the alignment between a business strategy and a brand strategy. And the two are not the same. So when you start a business or you are looking to build out a different facet of your business, you want to make sure that you are aligning the long-term trajectory or objective to your brand strategy. For instance, if you want your business to be earning X amount of dollars and you want to do, um, you know, something by the end of the year, that is essentially a marketing strategy. What I'm talking about is building out a business strategy. So your business models, your pricing strategy, which can sometimes fall into marketing, but really your business is why you exist and all of those key facets to models and, you know, the way you're going to try and do business and the different revenue streams and all of those big picture thinking that funnel into the way that your brand will be portrayed. So when we talk about a business strategy, I will sit down with clients and I'll say to them, what is the long-term goal? And a lot of the times people can't tell me that. Like, what do you want your business to do for you? Why did you start? And that's when we dive into the mission, vision, values, purpose, all of that type of stuff with your brand strategy. But really... Your business strategy needs to set the business plan. And we all know after the last couple of years that a business plan can't be set in stone because things change. However, it sets you on a path to align to a goal. It's, and I always use fitness because it's a great analogy, metaphor, whatever the word is to use, in that. You don't just start running without knowing the distance. If you know that you're running for a marathon, you train for a marathon. If you know that you're training for a shorter distance like a 10K, you then train for a 10K. The type of training that you do is different. So when you start looking at, and this way why you hear people talk about business sprints, right? But not to go down too far into that space, but what I want to talk about is the long-term goal is For me to be successful, the pie in the sky goal looks like this. So ask yourself the question as a founder, because I'm speaking to founders today, or someone in senior level leadership that is, you know, wanting to move the business into a certain direction. Someone that has a key role in the way that the business is shaped. And if you're a solopreneur, this one's for you as well. Solopreneur, personal brand, whatever that may be. What is the long-term goal, pie in the sky, what does it look like for you? Sit with it for a minute because so many people cannot answer that for me. If you know this answer, awesome, you are on track. But for the most part, most people have no idea what that means. And they just will grind and grind and grind and grind every day and not even realize what it is that they're in business for. Your business needs to be working to serve you and your people, all of those things. So basically, if we're looking at it from, let's just say you're one and only, for instance, my goal is to essentially become a go-to boutique uh, design and brand agency that has no more than five people, I say this over and over, but has a list out the door from people that want to work with us really cool rebellious brands to me my life looks like i have such a thriving small group of people with a phenomenal culture that we just bounce off each other we have a supplier chain um, and a suppliers network and collaboration network that we can just refer work to and work with alongside them for all types of things and essentially just charge more money by doing the things that we love with the brands that really value what we do and we get that now the thing is that we don't want to be known as one of these agencies that pass you around from person to person and lose that one-on-one relationship we want to really get to know our clients on a personal level and build great connections with them because essentially when you win we win and when that happens that looks good for us as well as for our clients but also you build really great friendships and business friendships are some of the best friendships that I've personally ever had and so that's pretty much what my goal is so for me what a day in the life of think about that for you what does a day in the life of look like for you I essentially just want to be doing the things and I I do do the things I like but after the last couple of years things have really changed up for a lot of people we've had to make some big decisions especially if you've been caught off guard a little bit you know had I personally had my children right in the smack bang middle of the pandemic um, just prior and yeah that kind of chucked a bit of a loop and then a whole bunch of personal things happened so it kind of made, made made those last few years a little bit turbulent but Shit happens, right? Uh, Can't go cracking out my violin and, you know, feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, it can happen and yeah, it can suck. But I needed to get myself back up off the floor again and get back to it. And so really it was just to sit there and go, okay, what does my life look like? And sometimes that changes, right? Because what my life or what I wanted the business to do for me before all of that happened is probably not the same thing that I want it to do now. So what happens is you just kind of rejig it. And that's when the three-year and the five-year and the 10-year goals all come to play, right? So the three-year goal is great because it gives you like a long but kind of short-term. Uh, One-year goal should be essentially a marketing strategy. Like what do you what do you want to do by the end of one year and how do you align a marketing strategy to to align to that? How do you align the marketing strategy to that? And then your sales strategy works hand in hand. It's a subset of your marketing strategy. But your brand strategy shouldn't really change. So if you have an idea of where you want to go, your brand, the internal aspect of your brand, who you are, what you do, what you're about, who you're here for, should all stay the same. Who you're here for can change slightly. That's called a repositioning. So your positioning will target specific audiences and it can have messaging that targets those people. And we went through a bit of a repositioning um, in the middle of last year, the beginning to middle of last year. And we simply just tweaked it to speak to our audience of who we wanted to, which was scaling rebellious and ballsy brands. Um, versus just having a little bit of a blanket statement because we didn't really need to go too much into depth before because we had that reputation. But when things get tight and everyone holds back, the competition ramps up. And from that, it means that people have more choice to choose certain people or the person that would be more than likely to spend has more of a selection and people trying to fight for that. And so that's when I kind of sat down and was like, look, let's get back to basics. What am I doing now that isn't working? And essentially what happened was I had a team on and I had overheads that I needed to pay for. And so from that meant that I was paying for things I didn't want to be paying for. Not that I wasn't paying for that. Take that back. I was taking on jobs to pay for the things that I needed to pay for. So like wages and rent and all of these things that I had to pay for. I was taking jobs on just so I could keep these things. And it was after a good conversation with one of my business mates where I sat down and I was like, I need to, she said, you need to make some decisions. Um, and when you do, things will get better. And so I did. And I mean, they didn't get better straight away, but it it took some time. But they got better because I was able to reset. So when you don't have the pressure of all of these overheads, you're able to think a little bit clearer. But also, you don't take the work on that you probably wouldn't have taken on before because you don't need to pay these things that aren't there anymore. And so this is where I found I had a really big disconnect between the two types of values that I have. And sometimes your values can clash against one another. And so my business, my business hat and my empathy hat were fighting each other. And my awesome finance, um, my financial planner, Amanda from Endurance Finance, she said to me, um... I because I kept saying, What about my what about my employees' families? You know, what about what about that? And she was like, But what about your family? And I think a lot of people forget that there's a business owner there that is actually putting their own their own families on the line and their own risks and putting it all out there. And I was like, You know what? My kids have been through some enough shit. They need to they need to get some wins too. And as hard as it was to let my staff, some of my staff go, I did it as best as I could and I referred work to them and I gave them clients that probably weren't aligned to your one and only, but I knew that could keep them going. And I did everything in my power to keep them um, afloat, but I couldn't support them the way I wanted to. And also it was restricting them from growth. So I made those decisions and, you know, maybe one day we'll get them back, but I reduced the staff write down what that did was set me back on path to what I wanted to do with the business so sure initially I said that I wanted to have a studio which I did do after three years not five and everything went grand until COVID happened a few things not that COVID put me out but it was just a series of unfortunate events in that time and inflation and you know kids and a whole bunch of things Uh, mental health but got back on track so last year I sat down repositioned figured out what I wanted the business to do again, figured out who I was trying to target, realigned all the messaging and got back to it. And so this is what I'm saying. What do you want your business to do for you and how you can align a brand and how do you align your brand strategy to work for that? So your brand strategy should be what your mission and vision are. So what's the goal and how do you plan to answer that? is your mission and vision your purpose is simply why you exist why do you exist over old mate down the road like what is it about it what is it about you that makes people come to you it's usually a passion and people go oh I'm so over the word passion whatever passion is essentially it's just the, it's the determination and the the role and the drive and people get really amped up by that they know that when they're investing their money into someone that is passionate about what they do that they know they're going to get a good result because the people love what they're doing therefore you love what they're doing and you know that you're probably going to get a better result because of it and so we start to look at okay mission vision values purpose now how do we position ourselves in the market and so these are the little elements of your brand strategy that you can tweak ever so slightly so if you're positioned in a certain way you need to look at the difference between positioning to a client versus positioning as to how you want to position your brand. And by that, I mean, if you think about Apple versus PC, for instance, I know that their PCs a uh, broad term because obviously there's a bunch of different brands that fit underneath that. But you look at that Mac versus PC ad and they had very different personas that kind of matched that type of person that would buy those, you know, that product. If you haven't seen the Mac and PC ad, because I just realized that that's pretty old, (laughs) go and Google it. It's really good. Um, And it pretty much set the precedent of, I guess, how your identity aligns to a product. But at the same time, what it did was differentiate the two and how you position yourself. And that put Mac and Apple in that innovation, design, simplicity, um, you know, That space, and that's you know, the alignment there. That's where positioning comes in, that's how they position themselves. And so, when you position yourself like that, then you know who to go and target, how to speak to them, you know. And then, when you've got your positioning down pat, you need to look at your personality. Do you want to be funny? Are you going to be serious? You know, are you a Dior or are you a um, what's a funny brand? You know, are you someone like um, you know, Budgie Smugglers? Completely different brands, not even in the same category, but you know what I mean? Like. One uses humor, one uses like, you know, high-end luxury. Like that's when all of that stuff comes in. And then, then there's perception. So how do you want people to see you? And then that's when people go through a refresh. They might change their identity slightly to look different because it will change who they're targeting. And sometimes the brand rebrand, let me just clarify to everyone, a rebrand is changing more than just a logo we call it rebrand because most people confuse the two but i would essentially call it a refresh if all you're doing is updating your visual identity if you are doing a rebrand you're changing messages you're changing potential positioning you're reframing and that's important to understand as well and so what you want to do is align your brand strategy to your business model to make sure that you are on the right path to get to where you want to be. So if you want to have I don't know a 50 million dollar company, what does that look like? Who are you talking to? How are you getting there? And you set those role like like those um those roles down and you set down how you're going to get there. And then you align the marketing to make sure that you do that. Your marketing is essentially answering what you want your business to do in a way that is representative of your brand and the values that you live by. And this is the biggest thing. People do not align these three things, business, brand, and marketing. Marketing is not the same as brand. Brand is who you are and it is the essential identity, identity being verbal, visual, and everything that you stand for as a brand and your marketing is telling people about it. So what you want to do is align your marketing strategy to your business plan to make. So if you say, I want to earn $50,000 in a year, or that's actually not that much, but you know, if you were to say, say a month, I want to earn $50,000 in a month, and I want to do that 12 times in the year. So work that math out. And over a 12 month period, you say, I want to hit uh, 50K months or whatever we said just then. And you go, how are we going to do that? Well, first we need to one charge more. This is where finance comes in. You know, finance is really important. Legal is really important. People just completely disregard these in terms of branding. But when you have these things in place, it helps to signify a presence and also a perception. If you were to work with someone, for instance, if you're a service-based business and you do not have a contract for them to sign, you know, people are going to look at you very differently. There's a book that I, loved, that I loved and I've read recently called Nudge. And in that book, they speak to a lady who had a turquoise necklace in a jewelry store near a popular tourist place. Can't tell you where it is. I don't even think they mentioned it. The fact was that she had this necklace that was up for sale for ages and it would not sell. And she went on holidays and she told one of her staff members just to put it it down as half price um, and she'll come back to it later and figure out what to do with it. She just had it for so long. Staff member misread her message and read it as put it as two times. And so what happened was they bumped the price up by double as opposed to taking it down half price and the rem- like the result from that was that someone bought it because they thought that it was valued more than what they had put out originally so if she had made it half price it makes the product look cheaper so there are a whole bunch of different strategies that you need to take into consideration, especially when you start looking at a brand strategy. It's how do you position yourself to make sure that you align to the big picture goal? How do you set your marketing up so that you're putting out material that will help you to generate $50,000 months? month? And you do that on brand, in your voice. The way that you would uh, present that would be in your visual identity. Consistency, consistency, consistency aligned with strategic and tactical messages through your marketing. Strategic being long game, tactical being short term. Tactical and there's a whole podcast episode if you want you want to go right into that, but basically tactical is sales, promotions, and strategic is the long game. Who you are, what you do, what you stand for, who you're about, all that type of stuff. The introductions, letting people know what you're about, just so people can familiarize themselves with you and learn to trust you. And so I guess the question that I would leave you with today, because I think a lot of the times we can change what we want in our business and that's when people go, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling lost. Usually something's happened. You might have set all this stuff up at the beginning, but life changes and you might now have different goals and different intentions and different plans for what you want your business to do for you. Therefore, you need to sit, get back, get back down behind the chair, get a piece of paper out and start writing down what you want your business to do. If your business made you successful, what does that success look like? And I can guarantee you that most of the time, it's not always money. It's usually time and freedom. The problem is, the more you chase, the more stressful it gets. So how do you plan and strategically align a business model that works to your favor of flexibility and productivity and time? Stays on brand, aligned to your values and stays on the path of your mission and vision. But at the same time, also helps you to find the right people. So there's a really long roundabout way of just saying that you need to understand what you want your business to do for you. And you align your brand strategy and your marketing strategy strategy to that. So I hope you liked this week's episode. I do have a very exciting thing coming up in, well, where are we? We're in February in um, the beginning of April called The Laboratory. So make sure you keep your eyes on that. The sign-up link is in the show notes, but it is going to be freaking awesome. So I challenge you to go and write down your business goals or your long-term pie-in-the-sky goal, or write yourself a letter. Write yourself, write from your future self perspective, write yourself a letter, and then read it in a couple of years' time because you'd be so surprised at the things that you achieve. Like, I always do this, and I read the letters, and I'm like, I've done all this. It's actually really rewarding because you feel like when you're so stuck in the business that it feels like the, the goalposts are always moving. So sometimes it's really nice to just go back and reflect on the things that you wrote down and realize how much of it you've actually ticked off. So I would love to hear yours. So if you do have one, please slip into my DMs um, on your one and only or I am Tara Lyde, and tell me all about it because I want to hear about it. Until next week, I'll check to you then. Did you like that episode? I hope so. Because if you did, why don't you head over to whatever platform you listen on and rate and review. It's much appreciated and helps others know what we're about. If you want to follow us, you can find us at your one and only underscore au on Instagram or head to www.youwantanoly.com.au.